and welcome to the third episode of How Travel Changed My Life. In this episode, I speak to Brian Thompson, whose life has been truly changed by travel. Hi, Ruby. I'm Brian, Brian Thompson, and uh, 50, 53 years old. And uh, my story will go back from when I was a teenager to when I went travelling. From school, I was looking enough to have an apprenticeship, so I finished my apprenticeship when I was 20. Fantastic social life. My travelling was, I now class as holidays there. I have um, at least two holidays a year. Quite a few um, relationships with girlfriends. And yeah, so there was a few opportunities of maybe going over to Canada, um, but it wasn't right for me at the time. Oh, I would say I was 27 and I was single and or just broke up from a long relationship. And friends of mine... Um, were off traveling, traveling Australia. Anyway, this would go through my mind. And uh, when I got to about 28, um, in fact, uh, they were, they had gone off on their travels. Then your, well, actually, it was your dad. And um, your dad was thinking about going away for six months or something like that, even though he was um, in a relationship with your mum. Yeah, and I just thought, oh, I think. Um, Maybe I should have a look at Australia. So um, the year of um, 1998, I took two two weeks off of um, for my job holiday. We had a week's holiday of Christmas and uh, two weeks. I took two weeks of holiday for 1999. So um, my friends are already there. Your dad had been over there for a few months. I booked my flight. I went over, met your father in Melbourne. And uh, we travelled around for two weeks and met his friends. We then hired a car and we did the Great Ocean Road. Absolutely brilliant. Went as far as Perth, returned. And then Christmas and New Year, we went, we travelled up to Sydney where we met up with some friends of his and mine. And we spent Christmas and New Year there, which was absolutely brilliant. If anybody gets a chance to have New Year, in Sydney, it is nothing's beat it since, but it's fantastic. And then after Christmas, um, your mum travelled over and and your dad met up with her and they went off and did some travelling. My friends went travelled down to um, Perth. And then for the first time in my life, I had, to, I had two weeks to fill. Um, I've always been relying on my friends on decisions, but it was like, right, I have to book stuff. Um, meet people. Um, anyway, I book travels up to Cairns, um, book excursions out to the Barrier Reef and whitewater rafting, which was fantastic, by the way. The reef was um, brilliant. And yeah, first time I went into a um, hostel on my own, um, just smiled, looked around, got talking and had such a fantastic uh, two weeks. Travelled back to Sydney and then travelled home. My yeah. confidence when I returned was unbelievable. It's the first time in my life that I've been relying on myself. It was my decisions. Wherever I went, I had to make it work or if I made a wrong decision, move on and go somewhere else. But I came back such, I felt so different, felt so different, which I now realise was a bit of a making for me. <laughs> back to work and thinking that was it but I started getting back into the rut of work I thought 
there's something. I'm not happy. I need to do something. I decided to book a book some travel. So I booked the travel for the November of 1999. I was very lucky to um, receive voluntary redundancy, which gave me quite a lot of money because I've been in the company for about 15 years. So I had quite a bit of money to pay off my social life thing, social life debts. I had no house. I was lodging with friends anyway. And uh, yeah, so I booked a trip to Canada and America. The reason I booked um, Canada and America for six months is because I had a few friends in Canada, friends in America. So because I was traveling by myself, I was like, I had base Places. So, you know, if it wasn't for me, I could go and stay with them for a while and rearrange a trip. So what did you feel like inspired you to go to Canada? Was it because of your experience in Australia? And- Australia gave me the taste that mm. I actually... I the travel bug. Yeah. yeah. It gave me, it gave me the, the whole five weeks, but literally it was only five weeks. But mm. the last two weeks, I realised that, you know, I am quite a sociable person even though I was 29 at the time, um, a little bit older than travellers, but age didn't matter, to be honest. I yeah. think I acted younger than them, you know. <laughs> Is that <laughs> what you found, this. that you met a lot of people of all different ages? Like, what would you say was the age range of people staying in hostels and stuff? In Australia, I would say yeah. it was um, early 20s, 18 to early 20s. Yeah, no, there was um, quite a few, say, um, late 20s and some early 30s, and obviously mm-hmm. I... I fell in that age bracket but I didn't feel out of place and how did you find traveling solo you feel like you learnt more on your own yeah yeah I think um I think basically when I when you're with friends you're you don't have to make your own decisions I think I they know what they're doing I just follow you know yeah but which I totally enjoyed and it was absolutely and to be honest you're totally different in a different country anyway but um it was definitely the two weeks the two weeks I had to defend for myself was uh the turning point yeah which really made me think of I gotta go and explore the world the story turns out that I really found myself in America <laughs> so once we um traveled on to Florida I thought Oh, actually, this is the weather's quite nice. There's a lot going on, and I just thought I'm going to stay. I'm going to start my travels on my own here. Was this trip planned out prior? It was no, because I expected to do the maybe the north of America, like more than maybe just as far get down as the east coast. Maybe it's just down as far as New York, but um, definitely Boston. But I knew um, we were ha- we had a trip to Florida, but it wasn't till I got to Florida, I just thought, to be honest, I'm going to be by myself. The weather is better. It's a lot more warmer. I met people and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is um, where I'm going to start. My friends traveled back to um, Boston. That was uh, my First time being on my own. I actually stayed in, it was like a holiday inn. So I did that for the first day and I just looked around downtown and I just thought, this this is good, but um, I need to meet people. So I booked into this hostel. It was the most, it had thick piled um, carpet in the room. There was someone's leftover dinner bedded in the carpet. So that, that was 
okay, whatever, you know. And I used to go downtown, look around, but I wasn't really meeting. So I just stayed in, the second night, I stayed in the hostel and tried to meet, and I met this um, two um, South American ladies. And um, we were just chatting, and they were just saying we're going to the beachside. And whilst I was there, I, I just said, well, what's, what's that noise? And it sounded like gunshots. And it turned out that opposite where we were was a park and it was a bit of a drug den and someone okay. got shot and I then realized oh well I don't think I should be here so the very next day checked out and went to the coast and yeah. that's where I met many people in the in the hostel there yeah. ended up traveling down to the Keys with them and then I traveled from the Florida Keys to Miami and then up to Fort Lauderdale. So in Fort Lauderdale, um, found this um, hostel, which turned out to be more of people who were working, you know, doing day work, where pe- people would come and pick up um, travellers to go and do deckhand work or, or whatever. I I didn't, because I still had quite a bit of money, I didn't really need to work, but I needed that experience. But this is where I would say the change in my life. So I met, I, I thought there were a couple, a Scottish guy and his English lady friend. But there was an instant connection. Were and, they staying in the hostel? Uh, yes, oh, okay. they were staying there as well. They were yeah. only there for um, three weeks and I met them in their first week. Oh, but there was yeah. something between me and this guy and I couldn't work it out. But what? It turned out is that's where I met Mum, and um, yes, so I've been with the ladies before this, and then <laughs> I met this man. There was this instant connection. This is where I found out that at the time I thought, oh, maybe I'm bi. Yeah. Absolutely scared stiff. Yeah, it was an attraction of of the person. Not, yeah, I suppose a little bit of looks, but it was, and it threw me the traveling. That's how. It changed my life. Literally two weeks before, I was out for dinner with a with a girl down in mm. the Florida Keys. Yeah, it was different. And it was just between me and him. So were you guys, the three of you, friends for a while? It was well, him and it his was, friend. Yes. Yeah. So we um, he had to um, travel back to England to work. Oh, okay. And... Um, so he left um, Fort Lauderdale. I travelled up to Newark to meet my friend to New York. We went for New York. Unfortunately, it was only for a day and an evening. So I always want to go back. And then I travelled with my friend who I met, who lived in Boston, met him in Newark. We travelled back to Boston and then I travelled back to Canada. So this was about 12, 15, about 16 weeks later, I, ended, I was back in um, Canada. So the guy I met, we just say the Scottish guy, in um, yeah. he then travelled over from UK and met him up in Toronto. So I was staying with my friend then and I had to, I they now know the story, but I yeah. had to make an excuse that I'm going into the city, I'm going to stay in a hostel because I want to meet, I want to meet up with more people to travel with. But I was meeting, meeting him. So really? um, we yeah. had a couple of, couple of weeks from there but when he traveled back again for because he could only do a holiday 
um, I travelled from Toronto to Calgary, and mm -hmm. this is where I visited um, Calgary. From Calgary, did the um, Rockies, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Met so many people travelling there, staying in the hostels. Oh, they were brilliant. Most of them were Australian in Canada who were travelling. Um, and then made it to Vancouver, and then I had another friend who was on Vancouver Island, uh, travelled all around Vancouver Island, then the, let's call it the Scottish guy, come back over, um, met me in um, Vancouver, and we went camping all all around um, Vancouver, north up to Whistler, so we had another couple of weeks um, all around Vancouver Island as well. Again, I was keeping it a secret from yeah. everybody else. So the Canadian trip came to an end. Yeah. Um, I travelled back to the UK, came home. Within a week, I was like, went up and the Scottish guy was uh, working in London. So went up there, worked from there to get some money. But anyway, yeah. we decided himself within was in two weeks um, of me returning, we decided to let's go for a trip around the UK. I'm off again. So yeah. we did a three three months trip around the UK, basically from Land's End to John O'Groats. Wales yeah. um, nipped across um, to Ireland. And, How did you uh, travel? Yeah. By car? There was four yeah. of us in the smallest, we called it the sheet, smallest car, Yeah, two tents and unbelievable. Really? Because yeah. also what I realised when I travelled, you know, abroad, that do you know what? I haven't seen anything of the UK. So after the um, three months yeah. travel back home, I then obviously needed to find some work. The Scottish guy yeah. who we were now in a relationship, he was working, he was actually um, firefighting and manage, managing um, pubs that needed help around the country. I had a job, very luckily, well-paid job there. And he could do and work where he wanted and have time off. So... We did the, this for a few months and then we decided, right, let's off we go. So we travelled to Australia again. So we had three oh, months. Yeah. It was yeah. just more of an escape really for for us and for me because I was mm. still hadn't told anything about. All they knew was it was a friend who I'd met travelling. So. And was um, your partner, was he keeping it a secret as well? Actually, yes, with some of the our travel friends, but his close friends, like from yeah. the UK, some of them, some of them knew. We came back from um, Australia and yeah. then um, I came back, back to Yeovil. He stayed, I was staying at my father's house and... He stayed there. Again, it was all secret from my friends and family here. My father was off travelling himself, so um I didn't have to I didn't have to tell anybody. Came back, worked again, and I think we did another um a few months and then we did another Australia trip for three months. And this was working back here was paying for that then. So did another three months of Australia, very similar to what um we did before, um, then came back again. I went back into engineering as contract work. Scottish guy um, went into a company in Yeovil. So we settled here, still hiding. Yeah, so that was for about maybe six months, maybe a little bit longer. And um, then we went to um, visit a friend of ours in uh, who we'd both met travelling in Ireland. 
fantastic. I had a look around Cork, and uh, which was absolutely brilliant. And we were just like, we realised that we need to get away again together. You know, the three of us. So we decided, right, where should we go? Um, okay, let's go to Thailand. So we give ourselves three months to earn as much money as we could, and then we uh, booked our tickets to Thailand. So with the company I was working for, they obviously knew what I was doing. They said, oh, we got issues in Korea. Would you mind going to Korea, sort out these issues when you finish? And I don't already have booked my flight in Thailand. And I was like, oh, wow. So the three of us flew to Thailand. Scottish guy and my Irish friend um, went on into Bangkok, Osam Road. And I stayed at the airport and the company I used to work for booked a flight from Thailand to Korea. So I flew to Korea, um, got picked up by a helicopter to go to the island. Um, oh, really? I've worked many years in the helicopter yeah. industry. Oh, and yeah, it's the first time I've been on a helicopter. Went to the island, worked there for a week, experienced a bit of Korea. With Korea, what I found was wasn't a tourist place where I was working. There was no English um, speaking. So when I was going out looking for a restaurant to eat, I couldn't understand a word, but I just had to look at the pictures. That was, um, like I say, it was only for a week, but a massive experience in itself. So got to Thailand. Brilliant. Now, my only um, thing I'd heard about Thailand before was maybe the sleazy side. Of course, wherever you could travel, you're going to see that side. And to be honest, it's a bit of a novelty going to see them kind of shows. Um, and I think many people do it just for the other, for the shock factor or the um, maybe the entertainment. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, so we um, were um, in Bangkok in Koh Sam Road, which is the travellers' travelers destination. We were there for a few weeks, um, off here, off there. We basically travelled, saw every island in Thailand, uh, north of Thailand, which again was different, brilliant experience. But after, I would say, three months... No, to be honest, at the time, we only had a 30-day visa. So every 30 days, you have to leave the country and then come back in. After 30 days, we um, visited the first place. We went over to Laos, only a day trip to there um, this particular time. And, um, yeah, you go and do this trip, and then you come back in over the border, and they give you a stamp for another 30 days. The next 30 days, we went to Cambodia. And then... um, the next one, we had been down to all the islands, the south of um, down the tail in the south, and we popped over to Malaysia, but spent mm-hmm. um, quite a few weeks actually over there visiting the orangutans. That was again uh, another, to be honest, I could talk to you all night about this, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. another experience. <laughs> Travelled about two two and a half months um and yeah. by then it was just me and the Scottish guy and we were like right what, what do we want to do so um we enjoyed it there and we just thought need to do something we need to work or do something so um we inquired about doing a TEFL course we were back in Bangkok we went into this place where they were doing these TEFL course and the one we chose allowed us to work at a school and do the course at the same time 
and you got half the pay because you were doing the course there and you had accommodation. So we started at this school and we ended up staying, working there and then traveling to the islands in the school holidays. It wasn't an international school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bilingual school. The students, bless brilliant, yeah. um, taught me taught me a lot. Initially, I was with um, 14, 15 mm. year olds, but then I was with uh, teaching the five, six year olds. But yeah. what they got taught, what they got taught in Thai, yeah, we taught them in English. Okay, and they speak a little uh, bit of English. Some, um, obviously, I've been there for quite a while, so I knew quite a bit of Thai. And but you had you could not let them know that you knew Thai because as soon as you spoke a little bit, they would be talking to you in Thai and they wouldn't be picking up the English. So I went by the name Teacher Brian. Did you? (laughs) But yeah, it was absolutely (laughs) um, fantastic experience. And I was over there for two years and I came home to visit a friend who was getting married, who then returned with me and had their honeymoon in Thailand. So this is where the the story of, obviously, I went from straight to bi to gay. Um, But from the age of 30, for about, well, for seven years, I was traveling off and on and the last two years and seven months which was in thailand the last six months we actually split up over there there was something there was something and i think with myself Mm -hmm. because i hadn't opened up to anybody back home yeah the only person i was able to speak to was the scottish guy was maybe downfall in the became an issue i think it became an issue with my myself because I wasn't happy so the last six months I was over there by myself Um, again then I was working which was good but in the evenings I had to go out and meet people we used to travel into Bangkok City it was really still a fantastic life you know but um, I was at a stage where right Brian you Mm -hmm. need to you need to move on I had to leave so I was in this dilemma I was like right do you go to Australia and start again there because I had friends in Australia? Or do you go home and face the music? And I chose to come home. Yeah. Uh, and I come home. So I've been hiding. I've been hiding. And I think a lot of the travels were I was hiding. I was living a life over there, which was fantastic because I, I could be who I wanted. I came home and, um, yes, faced the music. By this time I was 37 but yeah I come back oh my word how hard was it to tell them Mm. but how much my friends made my life so easy it was you know obviously there was only a couple who were yeah their way of thinking but to be honest I've been beating up myself and whatever they were thinking I was thinking that about myself I was expecting more of that, and I didn't get, um, to be honest, <laughs> get to me. Um, mm. But my word, my other friends, they were just absolutely, they made my life. I realised I was back home, people knew me, and yeah, I've just grown. And the experience of travelling changed yeah. my life forever, and I owe it 
to that, I was able to become myself and experience different cultures and some fantastic places. Another part of the story is that I thought I needed to come out of engineering. I'm an engineer, machinist by trade. I'm a planner in aerospace and at the moment I'm back into project management. But when I was traveling, I thought I needed to get out of engineering. And this is another part of the story. I come back and I train to um, care for people who with spinal injuries. And the reason that I did done this because I had met a person traveling who unfortunately they were diving off a boat while they were traveling and they broke their back and they obviously had to be flown home and they were then paralyzed from the waist down and reliant on people who could take care of them and I thought to myself at this particular time I had thought myself when I this was when I had returned back from Thailand so when I was 13 seven I come back and I went into I went straight into the training for this and I thought I'd be good because I could talk to these people about my experiences of traveling and whatever Mm. and I just thought I'm a very caring person anyway but no I soon realized no they're in horrendous situation where they had their lives they had marriage they had their marriages they had done something that's injured themselves and their life is totally changed and they're dependent on someone taking mm-hmm. care of them. And and I had to think to myself, they didn't, didn't want to hear about my travels and my experiences because they've lost that. And I just mm-hmm. thought, I just thought then, yes, I can, but it was not for me. Um, which allowed me to travel all over the UK to do this job. But um, I came back and then I went, I was lucky to get back into engineering and I've been in contract work with engineering ever since. And I'm now 53. I know you've kind of said, but what did travel teach you? Going back to my first five week travel, that's where I found that I can do something. I didn't have to ask for confirmation. I got the confidence. I got the, I think the, Bill of Independence, I could make my own decisions, I could make wrong decisions, I soon realised. Also, it makes you a very, this is for anybody who's thinking of going travelling, you have to, of course you're going um, to meet new people, but you have to make a judgement of them, of the people you meet, because you're yeah. quite, quite potentially travelling them for quite quite a while you've got to trust them and I think what I found is I was got an even better judge of character I left it quite late in life turns out to me is that's the time that was the right time for me to go yeah I didn't ever feel owed when I was away there was a lot more people traveling um a lot older than than me I could connect to them connect to the young younger Mm. generation as well if you get the opportunity do it do you ever wish Sorry. you'd travelled when you were younger? Or did you did that period of your life help you like establish your career and things? So Yeah, I suppose it did. Um but I do look back at my life when I was younger and like I say, I um I was very lucky to get an apprenticeship which um obviously gave me a, a career. I had such a good social life, I had many mm. friends, many work colleagues, many holidays. It was maybe bit too much going out but that was 
that was the deal. I had a fantastic life, you know? Yeah. There's lots of doubts, you know. Mm. I was in relationships and it was the upset of breaking up, getting back together. Yeah. Well, I still do look back then. I could have quite easily been married. Because of the change, there's two... They're not regrets because if I hadn't done that, but um, I've always wanted children. Obviously, that would have been a different way <laughs> after I was 30 than yeah. before, but I don't. I travelled for so long, unfortunately, pension-wise. Um, I don't have a pension to pull back on, which is a bit... Uh, but I have to look at myself. Would you change anything with your travelling? And yeah. No. If I hadn't done that travelling, if I hadn't made that change in my life, mm. I wouldn't be where I am now. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I owe it to all that, and uh, no, no yeah. regrets. If anybody's listening, it's never too never too late to um, to travel. Never too old. Sometimes it might need that to find yourself, and it does help. It does help being somewhere else to find yourself. <laughs> So thank you so much for coming on. That's thanks. Thank you. Um, real pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. And like yeah. I say, if there is any, uh, if there is anything I can help help with, if, uh, if anybody listening, yeah, please feel free to contact me and uh, it'd be a pleasure. Thank you so much to Brian for being part of this episode. Be sure to check out the Instagram page, How Travel Changed My Life, for inspirational travel content and to keep up to date with the latest episodes. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.